0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Last the morning we began in, in Acts 20. It's my favorite chapter in the book of Acts on a Macedonian moment. And God gives you moments. You have to seize those moments when they come. Don't miss them. And there's a door opened up. Paul wanted to take the gospel to China and to Asia. But the Spirit of God says, You can't go there. You have to go this way. And they went over to Europe, and Lydia was the first convert in Acts 16. And, and then the gospel came to America. We would have been to Africa and China. Had the gospel went that direction, it's the grace of God. I don't look down on those continents. I just look at the fact what we have enjoyed in America. And the gospel came westward. And across our country, it came from the east to the Midwest to the, to, to the west. And our presidents came in 18, 1760 and 1860 and 1960. the New England states and then Illinois and then with Richard Nixon, California the gospel, we have an opportunity to take it, continue to take it to the West. We have the joy of taking it to Africa. We have so many missionaries there. We have the joy of taking it to, to Asia, taking it to uh, China. And we have people there tonight in China witnessing. What a joy it is to serve God. The Macedonian moment, don't miss it, whether it's a spiritual moment or whether it's a family moment, uh, whether it's whether it's raising these kids, and we envy you. It's, it, it, it's such a privilege to be, if you're a parent, love every minute of it. Seize every minute of it. Because soon they'll be in school, and then soon, and you know how it goes. And a Macedonian moment, that last Sunday night, the first day, give this day to God. I like it when I hear that people get a nap on Sunday afternoon. I think it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing to come to Sunday school on Sunday morning and and then a nap and a a lunch and then take a nap if that's what is healthy for you and good for you. And then get your mind ready for church and come to church and go home on Sunday night. And I guess, you know, the Bible says here there's no such thing as diets on Sunday night. I mean, whatever's junk, just eat it. You got all week to get healthy again. I look forward to our snack on Wednesday, Sunday night. I just, I look forward to it. All diets are off. It's all been cleansed. it would be okay. And then this morning, we saw the importance of preaching. That preacher I read from London about 50 years ago this morning, it wasn't Spurgeon, he said this. He said, when preaching goes down, counseling goes up. When we dethrone God, we begin to elevate man. The only thing that's going to help man is not therapy. What's going to help man is the preaching of the Word of God. Jesus promised that. So preach the Word. Be instant, ready, in season, out of season. When it it seems like it's a season, it's working. And when it seems like it's not working, just keep preaching. And now tonight we find ourselves in Acts chapter number Uh, Twenty and verse number 19 and 20. Will you read it with me, please, Uh, here on this evening tonight? Chapter 20, verse 19 and 20. Let's read together. Pause at the commas, periods, the semicolons. Ready? Begin. Serving the Lord... I wonder if you'll see that phrase, verse 19, serving the Lord. We are not saved to sit. We're not saved to sit, sour, and soak. We're saved to serve. I love serving God. If I had another life to live, I'd want to do the same thing that Mistreatment and I have been doing for a lifetime together. When we were single, we began to serve together music and in the church. And I remember we began to date and she played the piano and I led the choirs and, and, and the music and there was the janitor and I loved it. And then the bus director, we'd sit on this side. The piano was there. organs here. We sat on the first row over there. Those were happy days as we were getting ready and getting serving God as young people. It pays can hear my dad singing it. It pays to serve Jesus. It pays every day. It pays every step of the way. Though the pathway to heaven may sometimes be drear, you'll be happy serving him every single day. It's a joy to serve God. I want to spend some time with that. Turn with me, if you will, I'm coming right back here to the book of Joshua in chapter 24. And Sister Jackie Van Dyke, this is your verse and your family's verse in Joshua, the book of Joshua, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges. In Judges 24, it's page number 285 in my Bible that I have. I don't know, maybe yours is the same. Joshua 24 Joshua had now served God a lifetime, brother Oxana. He comes the end of his journey after serving God. I guess I looked at you, saw you. You love serving God. I know you do. I see it. I see you and your wife. You love serving the Lord. What a privilege it is to this! What a privilege to be in God's service. Listen, don't fight God if He's calling you to the ministry. Don't say, well, I'll I'll never be rich. God takes care of all that. Oh, what a joy it is to serve God. Now Joshua gets old. And Sister Jackie, it's your verse, I think. I know you love it for your home. Let's read verse 15. And Joshua's telling the people, verse 15, let's read it together. Ready, begin. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, You see it four times in that one verse alone, but in this one chapter, 16 times, serve God, serve God. Here's an old man dying. He said, ask for me in my house. Serve God. And for you folks, serve God. Go back to chapter 22. You're right there. In 22 and verse number five, but take, here's the old man writing, but take diligent heed to do the commandment and the law, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, charged you. He said, my predecessor told, said, told you, now I'm telling you. He said, love the Lord. Love the Lord. I can hear John rise singing. What words can I find to tell Jesus? I love him because he first loved me in the morning at the noontime. And when come evening shadows, I love thee, my Jesus. I love thee, my King. Love the Lord. Tell him every day, you get in your car and driving down the word, Lord, I love you. You're a wonderful Savior. begin to tell him how mighty and how good he is and how gracious he's been to you. And he says, I want you to know, just like my predecessor, he said, love the Lord, your God. And I want you, secondly, to walk in all of his ways. And thirdly, keep his commandments. And four, cleave unto him. And number five, serve the Lord with all your heart. And with all your soul, go back to our text, please. And so Paul is now facing the reality that he's going to be headed toward prison. And then eventually soon, his head's going to be severed from his body. And he said, I want you to know, it's all about serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. You know, when I was a teenage boy, it was really age 13 I could look back and say, I began to serve God. On Saturday morning, we'd go to the Fine A gas station. A bunch of us boys would wash cars. I don't know how much it was, but I want to say it was 50 cents or a dollar we'd wash cars. I don't think we ever took that money. I think we just gave it to the church, but I really don't remember. But about noon, we'd stop washing cars. The gas station attendant let us wash cars there at the A, and he gave us the water, and we brought the materials and washed cars. But about 12 o'clock every Saturday, John and I would go back to the church, and, and Brother Crandall would teach us how to do the yards right. We never worked on the inside, rare. we worked on the outside all day. We worked till about 6 o'clock at night. Started at age thirteen, and, and we'd mow the grass. And we didn't have, we had a power mower; they let us use, but we didn't have power tools. We had an edger, and you just rolled, rolled that thing along the edge of the mow strip, and we edged. And, and then we raked. And then they had us dig around all of the bushes. And we worked all day on that property, a large property. And, and then we we uh, made sure all the sidewalks were swept. And then he said, "Okay." At the end of the day, he'd bring the hoses out. I want you to hose every sidewalk around this building, around the other building. I want you to get it all ready. You know, it's such a joy to learn how to serve God. I know it wasn't a very important job, but I was learning something. And then God took me to college. and Brother Keppel, he said, it's it so wonderful because in 1969 they said, Jack, we want you to go to Platteville, Wisconsin. There's a church up there in open the church. Not let the music. During COVID, I found that first cue card of all the songs we sang. There was a pianist from our college and her husband who did the preaching and me, three of us, and there was four people in the auditorium that day. We stayed in that little building and lunch we had down in the basement. We'd go Saturday night, I'd stay in a widow's attic. And I'd go on Saturday and I'd knock on the doors at University of Wisconsin, where the bears would always have their preseason. I'd knock on those doors of those dormitories. I didn't know how to win a soul with Christ, but I tried. You know, I was serving God. And 1970 he called me and said, Jack, you're going to move from that church. We're going to put you in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. It was an amazing thing because I knew I was going to tell you this today. And I walked into the office this morning, tonight, and the radio was playing the song, Out of the Ivory Palaces. And that was the first song I ever directed as a choir. And they said, this song is prepared, Jack. Have you ever directed choir? I said, no. They said, well, you are going to tonight. And Dr. Anderson was the pastor. He was so gracious to me. in Sun Prairie, so good to me. He let me lead the choir, led led the singing. I loved it, I loved it. And that wonderful letter, it's in my file, 1971. The pastor's wife in Rockford, Illinois, had just died October the 4th, 1970. And in February, he wrote me and said, Jack, we'd like you to come. We want you to be our janitor, and we want you to be our music director. And I'll never forget meeting Pastor Swatson, who became my father-in-law. I'd never heard preaching like that. He had the mighty touch of god on his life he he'd preach and he'd cry so he'd just weep as old farmer he hit that pulpit and I, I I mean and then the invitations were so incredible I mean the invitation people would come forward and I, I really never saw much of that I never forget that summer I worked from 71 I was the bus director then and worked on the buses and Repaired the buses and the janitor. I loved it. I loved it. I loved being the janitor. If I lose my voice and can't preach, and if the next pastor lets me stay here, I'm going to be the maintenance man around here, and I'll I'll work on the trees and I'll I'll work on the yards. I want to serve God. I don't want to sit on a couch and die. I want to serve God. That summer, you know, Brother Rasty, I, I started going door to door. I made a form up. And every day, in hot, humid summer, I never really knew much about the humidity. I, I'd go out there and I'd knock on doors. I never won a soul in Christ because I'd never had seen it done. I didn't know how to do it. I, I really wasted the whole summer, 1 o'clock every day. I'd I never accomplished anything. But, you know, God was accomplishing something in my heart. God was doing something in here. I, I love talking to people. You're going to think you're a Bible college student. You should have known. I, I'd get to the door, they say, Yeah, we go to St. Anthony's or St. Bernard's, and they had all these different names for these Catholic churches. And I, I'd say something so dumb. Brother Pedro, what kind of a nutcase? I said, Well, God bless you. <laughs> I go to St. Bernard's, God bless you. And, and I tried to say, Do you know the Lord? Oh, yeah, I know the Lord. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to do that. But I wanted to go out every day and try to help people. I remember the first soul eventually won to Christ. I, I saw somebody win someone to Christ. And then, and you've heard it enough. And When I saw it just one time, I just had to see it one time from a Hispanic layman. He, I was out souling with him and he showed me how to, he didn't know I was, I, was, I learned how to win souls to Christ. I, I want you to know one of the greatest privileges of my life is to serve God. I can't believe God's been so good to me. Some of you young men, you ought to think about serving God. It's the best. To serve God with your life. You young ladies, serve God. It may not be on the mountain high or, or the stormy sea, but my Lord will have need of me. It may be a mission field. I know the number. I told the men at prayer last night, you're not going to believe this number. But our missionary, Kevin Wynn, in Mexico, Every month they have a report like this. They had 172,000 people last month led to Christ. Has a great college. And you see that auditorium. It's more than twice the size as this. It seats 7,000 people. And it's all wrapped around. You could put it right in the, and he's been there for about 40 some years. And his kids are all in the ministry now. They're pastoring churches. And that place, they fill it twice every Sunday every Sunday morning it's filled twice plus Sunday night church and those thousands of people they had 7,000 baptized last month but it's that report every month it's an amazing thing those are public decisions that's not outsold one, and that was just public decisions walking an aisle it's not you think listen I know the mission feels hard right now but why would we not want to go and rescue the perishing. We are at the final leg of the journey. Jesus, I really believe, unless something changes, he's coming again. How about people that have never heard? How about people that are lost? Does thou not care that millions are dying, dying in sin and despair, waiting for someone to tell them, that Jesus is just waiting everywhere. There's a world out here that needs. They need your prayers. You may not be able to travel across the seas, but we can travel on our knees, and we can pray for missionaries. And you dear missionaries around the globe that are watching, I know it must be wearisome and hard in most of the fields these days with the shutdowns. But keep on, keep it on. God sees your labor is not in vain. Oh, I love serving God. I don't know how quick how time went so quickly with life, but it does. Don't lose this opportunity. I see I could say so much about that, but Paul is now headed toward the guillotine. Everything is to that trial now. He's going to, going to be arrested. After this great chapter, it's all headed toward his execution. He spent over 25 years in the ministry and he knows it's drawing to a close. He says, in fact, in Timothy about the same time, the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And God said, He said, I've to give it to all of you who love his appearing. I'm just so burdened. I said 26, it's 27%. 20%, 7% of preachers quit the ministry during COVID. I I can't imagine getting out of this. I, I cannot imagine not having a choir or having an orchestra. I can't imagine not having invitations and serving God. And so he says, here's the ingredients One, serve the Lord. Paul, as he's talking about these last moment things he wants people to understand, he goes, serve the Lord. Can I have a question for you? And only you can answer it. Where are you serving God? Some of you serve where I can't serve. You served in a third grade boys class today. Our third grade girls class, we have several third grades in different ABC, different ministries. Some of you served today, and you prayed about it. You prepared all week in your heart, and you knew the choir numbers, and you prayed over them. You begged God for it, and you're at practice, and you sang to the glory of God today. You served God. I get overwhelmed when I think of the bus ministry. God bless you, dear sweet people that drive those buses and mechanic those buses and fuel those buses and pay for the insurance on those buses and your workers on the buses and your bus captains and the drivers. God bless you. That's the heartbeat of this church. I, I text Brother Jason Garcia this week, it was his birthday on Friday. I said, happy birthday to a pastor in Illinois. But he rode the bus as a kid, and he brought his little sister, who's a member of this church with her husband. Now she has five kids. One of the most outstanding, godly, Proverbs 31 little girls here. And her dear husband. Somebody picked up on the bus. Bust out route number eight, the teenage bus. Their anniversary was yesterday. It began in 1980, Brother Moyer, 84, 85, 86. I forget, I said it on the radio. The teenagers in our church got together and said, we want a bus. And the teenagers began that route and their very first day. They had 150 riders on the first day, teenagers. Bus Route 4 had their anniversary last week. It began in Melpitas in 1977. It's been running all these years. It's wonderful to serve God. There's a man back there, a godly layman, Brother Scurdy, who's Been teaching Sunday school superintendent for 45, 46 years, and Brother Manley for 43 years uh, as a Sunday school superintendent, as a layman, Brother Carey for 45 years, your pastor superintendent. We've had four of us that have been here, average of over 45 years each. God bless those men. I get paid to do this, but they're laymen. They have jobs and they've been busy all these years and they they have a passion for those children. Serve the Lord. Where are you totally, we say, we'll work till Jesus comes. I love that song. He wrote it in 69. The writer of that song did not call me personally, but he had one of his people call us. Now, Brother Jack, we have records coming out, you know, it was the Bill Gaither music, and they said, we want you to sell them for us for $5 apiece. It's like songs like He Touched Me. And this song, I will serve thee because I love thee. Thou hast given life to me. I was nothing when Jesus found me. Give your life to God. Those old songs were all about serving God. He says there, serve the Lord. What's the next word? Humility. No opinion of yourself. Find the smallest task. If you can get this, what seems like the most insignificant task, pulling weeds, washing windows, fueling, it seems like insignificant, insubm- if it seems like nobody sees it, it's not that important. Find what it is and then just do it to the glory of God. And some of you will wind up doing it in a lifetime. I, I remember being that janitor. I loved that job. I said to my pastor, I said, now, pastor, there's a closet downstairs. It's full of paint. Most of it's dried. It's been there looks like 10 or 15 years He goes, It has been. I said, "Would you mind if, if I cleaned it out?" So oh, I'll get rid of whatever. I started getting rid of things, and all of a sudden, two men that had built the homemade light fixtures in our auditorium saw me getting ready to throw those light fixtures that they had started building out of wood and plastic about twelve years before that. I said, "Don't throw that away." And so I didn't throw that away, but I remember taking everything out, throwing things away that was all old. <laughs> Brother <laughs> Davis laughing. And then, and then cleaning out those shelves and putting it all back and putting all the labels the same way. And I tell you, I loved it. And then I said, Pastor, under, under the, the, the platform, there's a room that goes down like this. It's a closet, and then there's some steps. Could I take that for the music room? He said, yes, but we don't have it. I got paint, and I painted it. I went to a store, carpet store, and they had those carpet squares. And I said, what are you doing with all those? They said, we're throwing them away. I said, I'll, I'll take them. And I carpeted my office with all these different colors. Man, but I had an office. I'll tell you what, it's, such, it's, been, it's a, such a joy to serve God. We came here, I can remember driving the bus, took those kids to the snow in Sonora, driving that old 56 GMC. I want you to know, folks, don't think you have to have a prime spotlight position. Thank God for all the people of this church that do what we think are the dirty jobs, the vacuuming, the cleaning, the restrooms. I want you to see, he said, serve, man, and serve with humility. That's what the Levites did, and serve with tears. Sunday school teachers, you're getting a new class and just two weeks from today, graduation Sunday. I'll try to wrap it up. I hope you'll start to weep over those kids. Well, I teach a car crowd kids, our kids, weep over their souls. Weep over their souls. Weep for their mom and dad. You say, well, that's... That's soft. That's effeminate. Shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus. He was not effeminate. He was God. He wept. Paul said, I served you with tears. How can you serve in an area without weeping over it? Sometimes choir, when you're praying over the choir number at home or wherever it is in your Bible time, and you're starting to sing the song, don't you just sometimes just God lets you weep over it? You can't weep over preaching. You can't weep over singing. You can't weep over over specials or playing an instrument. (laughs) What in the world are we doing? And Saturday Night Men's Prayer, the last name is that little girl over there. She's 21, 20 now. During COVID, I just I, I can't fathom it. Our bus girl, she's so she was in church today. But mother was not allowed to go see her when the first arm was removed, and when the second arm was removed, and the next leg was removed, and then the last leg was removed. A picture of my prayer journal. They fitted her with legs now. She walked into church this morning. And sometimes I turn around, I, I, I thank God so much for these violinists. And all. But can you imagine? If you had arms, and now you don't have arms? Can you imagine being a pastor, that can move the scriptures, but now no, no arms? We serve God with tears. I don't know what about this, I don't know what's going on with the baby formula. I just hear about it. But I'm so burdened about these little children. And I know you can say, well, a mother can feed them. I know all that. But those are babies. And now they only take their lives in the womb, 63 million. million—and now we're affecting them when they're born. That has to bother you. I thank God for you, public school teachers, all. You're heroes to me. I think how tied your arms are. I was talking to one of our teachers, young, beautiful, sweet teacher, and her eyes filled. She cried, wept because of what these kids face in the school system. You know what I'm talking about. We're out of time. Let's look at the last number. And he said, I served you in temptations. What is that? All seasons, trials. I served you in trials. If we had time, I'd take you to 2 Corinthians. I have smoking too long. 11 and 6, where Paul said, I was a night and a day in the deep. Thrice was I beaten by the Jews. I suffered shipwreck. I was stoned and left for dead. I don't want this to happen to you young preachers. When, but I tell you what's going to happen in the ministry when you serve God. You're going to be betrayed by the people you love the most. And you'll have emails against you, and you'll have people attack you. And you'll have people do things that just wound you. And there's going to be lies, and there'll be attacks, and there'll be social media, and there'll be loneliness. And there'll be heartbreak over things that you gave your life to and they fall apart. But I want you to know, young man, that it pays to serve Jesus. It pays every day. I haven't sung this song, it's a little chorus. I don't know if you have either, probably 50 years. I was just reviewing my message this week. And I got singing that song we'd sing in youth group when I was a teenager. It's not an easy road. We are traveling to heaven for many are the thorns on the way. It's not an easy road, but the Savior is with us. His presence goes before us each day. No, no, it's not an easy road. No, no, it's not an easy road. But Jesus walks beside us. He guides on the journey. and brightens the journey. and lightens every heavy load. I close, and I, I can hear him singing. That that great song, it's in our songbook book. The, the, I wish I could sing it. Uh, 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 and uh, as he, as he sings it. I think of how special it is. I don't regret a mile I've traveled for my Lord. I don't regret the times I've trusted in His Word. I've seen the days go by, many days without the sun. But I don't regret a mile I have traveled for my Lord. Life's going to pass you up real soon. You get this one opportunity. Seize it. We're out of time. Let's stand together, please. I'm probably about halfway through my message. I've been tracing rabbit trails tonight. It's such a joy to serve God. Are you serving Him? Sometimes, some things you used to be able to do in the ministry, you physically can't do. Some of you or some of us are going to wind up and our last ministry may be a prayer ministry, laying at home. It Brother Flint's birthday yesterday, he loved. He just loves God. He's bedridden now. I'll tell you what, he's probably watching right now. He loves preaching. He loves the Bible. He loves singing. A lot of other things don't connect, but those connect. His window, he used it for God. Are you serving God? Don't, don't care about how important the position is. They're all important. Thank you for listening to the Audio Preaching Podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org.